Welcome to another episode of Sitting Inside. This is episode number 102. I am your host, Robert Villa. As always with me, my partner in crime, president of Fight Book MMA and producer of Sitting Ringside, Rilara. How's it going, brother? It's going pretty good, man. Hey. Enjoying the, uh, the downtime at work, so gives me some hey. uh, opportunities to do other things. Hell yeah, man. That's always good. Have some time off of work, man, and still get paid. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Not me, man. With this whole fucking surge of the new variant and with COVID, I mean, the hospitals where that where I work at in the clinic is just getting crazy, man. But hey, job security, right? <laughs> well, about all that, bro. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I, I know your feelings about stuff like that. No, no, I mean, it's not that. I just, uh, I don't know about it being, I don't know that's the best way to look at it is job security. 
I well, I not, know I'd rather not have that type of security. <laughs> I don't want to work hey, at least I'm, at least I'm still employed, man. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I'm I, trying I, to save. I'm trying to save lives, bro. <laughs> Well, before before we get started, um, I just want to say that uh, because of all the fans and everybody that's been supporting Five Book MMA, um, the other day I got an email and uh, I opened it, and you know, for my surprise, we won yet another award. Um, this time is for the most outstanding international combat sports news platform in 2021, which was uh, given to us by the. Uh, Business Finance Sector Excellence Global Business Awards. And try to say that 10,000 times. Um, so we really do appreciate that. Um, it's really awesome that, uh, you know, we continue to uh, grow and, you know, these awards, I mean, it, it, it's cool. It's awesome that we get these awards, but, um, you know, without the people that support Fight Book MMA, it wouldn't be possible. So thank you, thank you. Uh, shout out to John Kearney and Mark Ambu. You guys are always uh, on point on the chat um, when we go live. So thank you so much. We really do appreciate y'all's uh, huge support. Well, uh, huge shout out to HKAUSA. Go to fightbookmma.com. Click the HKAUSA tab. Show your support. Buy their stuff. They support and uh, sponsor fighters. Um, speaking of sponsoring fighters, uh, we are sponsoring our boy, who is a uh, friend of Fight Book MMA and sitting ringside, and was also a guest on our show because of Rudy um, Uruegas. Antonio Uruegas is going to be fighting this Saturday night. Yeah. Um, you can check out uh, my post, uh, my feed, or Rudy's feed. Uh, you can see the badass shorts that uh, that he has, and you can see our nice little logo on there. So. It's pretty cool, man. I love uh, supporting these uh, young up-and-comers, man, because these guys, uh, you know, they'll remember shit like that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He's he's young, man, and he's got a, a huge career ahead of him, so oh, cool he gets yeah. to be part of that. Hell, yeah, man. And I know his dad is really appreciative of everything that we're doing for him, you know, getting his son's name out there. Um, so it's pretty cool, man. Um, also, head out to uh, Fox Sound Fuel. Get their shit. Their stuff is the bomb. I take it. I love it. When you uh, check out, use our discount code in all caps, FBMMA, and you'll get a nice little discount on any of your uh, supplement needs with the Fox Sound Fuel. And all our partner promotions as well. Um, huge uh, shout out to uh, to them uh, for their support. And uh yeah, man. Let's uh, let's roll with the 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 episode, brother. Um, this past weekend, we had a a somewhat huge pay per view event, if you want to call that. I mean, I don't know. To me, it wasn't really that huge. UFC 265, Lewis uh, versus Gain. Um, in my opinion, I'm going to be giving this uh, this event a seven. Um, the main event didn't live up, up to the hype, not what everybody expected. We all expected a huge, uh, you know, knockout by Lewis. Um, but it just didn't happen, man. Um, well, it was game. Not everybody was looking forward to that. Right. I mean, wanted uh, Cyril Gan to win, but they wanted him to win, you know, make an exclamation point and he, 
I don't know. He really didn't do anything. It was just a bunch of dot, dot, dots after that win. Yeah, no man. I'm, it, when you see the way he won, it was him dropping bombs on the back of the head of Lewis. Not and the, the referee. No, of course not. It's, it is not the first time that you see Gunn win that way. Didn't he do that to Dos Santos? Mm-hmm. And Dos Santos called him out, too. He called him out. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that if the ref sees it and doesn't want to do anything about it, then that's on him. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't think it would have changed the outcome, to be honest with you. Uh, Derek didn't really have much for him. It would have been nice if, if Gunn went out there. If he was a dumb fighter, he would have. He that just shows that he's smart. You know, uh, a dumb fighter just wouldn't have went out there and tried to to bang with Derek Lewis and get knocked the hell out. But this dude, uh, he kept his distance, and those leg kicks I think played a huge role in stopping Derek Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, mm-hmm. this guy he's fast, bro. He's fast. I'd like to see him take a little more chances, but he, I guess he's just gonna be smart, man. I'd like to see yeah. John Jones fight this guy. Dude, if John Jones fights uh, Don, I mean, that's going to be a good fight. But see, they, what, what impresses me about him is uh, Cyril's only been fighting for, what, three, three years? years? Yeah, three years. Three years, and he's already the interim champ. I mean, shit, who, who does that other than Brock Lesnar? Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> No, but for real, man, for 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 a heavyweight, this guy moves fast. And like you said, man, those leg kicks, it uh it did a number on Lewis, man. Yeah, it did. Um well Lewis was a huge underdog in his hometown. And um I don't know, man. It was it wasn't that great. <laughs> Especially for the, the hometown crowd you know what i mean they, they want they want to see their their champion win in his hometown and he loses it kind of just it just extinguishes the uh the feel of the event <laughs> like, that's what you're there for you know what i mean it's like yeah you know what it's like when you lose yeah man of course i, I definitely know how what it's like and and it sucks for Derek just because he's, you know, like you said, he's fighting in his hometown. He's the hometown hero. Everybody loves him. They did a fucking mural of him out in Houston. Um, you know, everybody was just, I think the added pressure is what kept Lewis not really engaging against the zero. Um, that's just me. I don't know if that's, that's what it is, but I think, I think that pressure, man, it played a, a huge factor against uh, against Lewis, man. Yeah, um, just yeah, I think that and all he's got is that that punch, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he kept throwing these these high kicks, and I'm like, dude, now's not the time to be doing that. <laughs> it's not it's not going to change anything. You need to just go out there and run at this guy and. I don't know. Um, Lewis has always reminded me of that that one kid that gets picked on in in high school and finally loses it and beats the shit out of you. Uh, the bully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm with you with that, man. I don't. When I saw him throw those leg kicks, I was like, "Why? Why are you throwing leg kicks? You you should be more concerned about trying to, you know, 
cut the distance, get get him and, and clinch with him and take him down and just drop your bombs that you're good at. Or at least try to engage a little bit more with your boxing or, and, and check the leg kicks if you can. But he wasn't doing any of that, man. Dude, he, he only threw 16 strikes in this fight. What? And it was three rounds. Yeah, 16 strikes to Hero uh, Gan's 112. That's that's insane, bro. I wonder if that's a new record. Uh, the least thrown could, punches could, for a heavyweight in a heavyweight fight. It could be. I'm, well, willing, to bet. I'm willing to bet it is. No, no. no what about Ghana versus Lewis? Yeah, Ghana versus Lewis. I think that was probably number one. This has to be number two. Number two. Yeah, yeah. Not combined, but just <laughs> for a fighter. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Oh, man, dude, I don't know, man. Like I said, man, there was just so much hype against this fight, and Cyril played it smart. He just he played it smart, did what he had to do, and yeah, TKO just... He's going to be a huge problem, bro. Um, yeah, he is. I don't know. Uh, if, if he could do that to uh, Derek Lewis, I don't think Nganu stands a chance unless Nganu learns how to, uh, learns how to strike. I mean, he knows how to punch. There's a difference between a striker and a puncher, you know what I mean? And I don't know. And right. Ganu doesn't he, – he's like another Derek Lewis, just uh, faster. Yeah, I just – I know there's a huge height difference. I know there's, uh, you know, Ngannou's a lot bigger. But Ngannou is still uh, easy to take down, I think. You know, because of his past fights, he was taken down pretty easy. Yeah, the problem so, with Nganu is he has really long arms, and he does. People don't want to uh, try to clinch with him because he'll knock you out, and people don't want to stand and bang with him because he'll knock you out. But if you can stand at a range and, and kick the shit out of his leg, the way uh, you know Cyril Gan did to Derek Lewis, have a huge chance. And Cyril Gan's probably the one to do that, man. Mm -hmm. Um. That's just the way it is, bro. And I, I think when they fight, um, my money's on Cyril Gaon, man, as much as, you know, I give the guy shit, but he's beat the who's who, man. He beat Rosestruck. He, he beat uh, Volkov, Dos Santos, Tanner Bozier. Um, and say what you want, you know, it's those aren't, those aren't just people you walk through, you know? I mean, it is what it is in the way uh, Cyril won his past fights and, and this last one, but a win's a win. Like I said, man, if the ref ain't going to do shit, then why stop? You know, why stop the fight or why why should you stop punching when the ref's not doing shit? So would and you say fighter... to his face, hey, Cyril gone, why do you cheat to win? <laughs> Probably, but then I'll run as fast as I can. <laughs> I wouldn't run for that guy. I'll punch right through him, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'll punch a fucking hole right through him. Right through his fucking chest. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to let no Frenchie scare me. Hey, yo, Frenchie. Right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the co-main event, we had Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. Now that Dude. was a main event, bro. Really? That was a main event right there, bro. These guys were going back and forth. It was good. It was good, man. What what did you like about that fight, man? Just how uh, solid Jose Aldo looks for his age, man. He's not even that old, to be honest, but 
fighting years um mm -hmm. it is but yeah man he out he out hustled pedro it, it didn't even look like a competition it looked like he was sparring bro <laughs> um i didn't think i mean i was going for munoz man and i wasn't even mad about this fight uh jose aldo just yeah bro that's a guy he's not going he's not going away mm -mm. no not yet anyways not yet and did you notice he threw his leg kicks yep <laughs> he threw his leg. then we talked then i mentioned that last week on the show he needs to he needs to start throwing those leg kicks and when i saw this fight and i saw that he's throwing leg kicks i was like see somebody's listening they heard us say hey jose uh you need to start throwing your leg kicks again because that's what makes you win fights and sure enough that's what he did yeah half of his strikes were were leg kicks and the other half were just to the head yeah, he 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 hit uh, Munoz on the body a couple times, but uh, Munoz was just head hunting, man. And that yeah, he was, was. A, a bad idea. He should have tried to take this guy down, but he fucked his leg up early. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did, man. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Yeah, jaw rule is uh, something else, man. Yep, <laughs> he redeemed himself. <laughs> Um, any other fight out there in that in that uh, card, man? That you uh, that you liked? Well, the fight before that, Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luke. This was my co-main event, and yeah. Um, yeah, bro, Vicente Luke delivered, man. Who would have thought he was going to win by submission against Michael Chiesa? And of all the, it would have been the, the other way. Yeah, and out of all the submissions, a Darce choke. Yeah. So yeah, bro, this is another guy. Um, Look out for him, man. He's uh he he should be next in line for a title shot. Yeah, yeah. I ain't mad at you on that, man. For sure he should be fighting for the for the title. Um, you know, and Tessia Torres too, man. And since we're talking on the main card, I mean Tessia Torres did what she had to do. I thought for sure she was gonna just um defeat Angela in like maybe the first, second round, but you know what, man? She won by unanimous decision. I kind of wanted this fight to be more uh, fireworks because usually the females like to bring it. Um, but, you know, Tessia Torres, man, she's she's a freaking beast. She is a beast. Well, they 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 brought it, bro. These chicks were, they were throwing down. No, but, I, uh, I, yeah, they were, but Torres I mean. was getting the, uh, the better of the exchanges. Yes, yes. Torres was getting the better of the exchanges for sure. I, I am not. I mean, the, the fight was, a, it was a, it was a good, good, good fight. Um, but yeah, so Do good for her. To uh, Angela Hill is done in the UFC? No. I mean, what's this? Uh, how many losses does she have now? Straight, is it? Not a straight loss, right? No, she won her last fight against Yoder and lost okay. to Michelle Watterson before that. Okay. And Goodella. Um, I don't think she's done, bro, because the her performance on that fight didn't uh but to me, I don't feel like Dana White's gonna be cutting her anytime soon. I think she's gonna give he's gonna give her a, you know another chance or whatever. Um, but if she does lose her next fight like really, really bad, then she could get cut. And what'd you think of the uh, the fight before that? Song Yadong. Song Yadong. Ah, man, it was. It, it could have gone either way. I know I you mean, were saying that it was um, a robbery that day, but. 
it was to me casey i think casey kenny won that fight bro as beat up as he looked i still think that he won the fight by decision i'm not going to say you know by unanimous it could have been the split decision win for him not for song so the strike um, stats song yadong 121 strikes to casey kenny's 85 116 wow. were significant casey 78 and casey had one takedown so i can see yeah. your argument there but he clearly outstruck him yeah but we're we're were most of the strikes were they you know damaging mm, yeah because i mean yeah you can throw a strike and hit but is it is it doing anything to the fighter that's why I felt that Casey should have won that fight. Yeah, but I mean, when I watching the fight, I you know I I was going for Casey, and I was thinking, yeah, he got robbed. But looking at the stats now, nah, they're <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Clearly, my emotions are getting the better of me. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just it sucks, you know, when you're friends on Facebook and you have that interaction for so many years. You know, even though you've never met the person, but you know, still on Facebook, on on social media, you're you're constantly talking with the fighter, you know, and and seeing their posts, and it, it just it gets the better of you, <laughs> which is okay because that's we're just human, you know what I mean? Yeah, some of my best <clears throat> friends are, are online, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I met them online. That's how me and you met. Yeah, exactly. We, man. we met. We met on a not even. It wasn't even on social media. It was a fucking thread on <laughs> on uh, uh, what's that uh, website? XDA. Yeah, it was on XDA. <laughs> the XDA forums. Yeah, man. That's how we mean you met. Fucking we nerds. Rooting our phones. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's what, man, dude. I miss reading my phone. You know that? Me too. I do too. I used to love getting a new phone and then waiting for the devs to make new ROMs. And then, uh, you know, just customize the shit out of your phone. Hell yeah, man. Can't do that anymore. I mean, there's certain phones that you can do it with, but uh, I don't want to buy those phones. I know. It's, It's hard. It's harder and harder to root these phones just because of the firmware that they always pull out and, and yeah, update these phones like crazy so yeah yeah with samsung it's that uh that Knox secure Knox, mm-hmm. so. yeah it's a pain in the ass it is Anyways, that's why i stopped enough of the nerd <laughs> we're going, right we're going off the rails here. <laughs> everybody's like what the fuck are they talking about you guys are nerds 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 <laughs> oh shit um so on the on the uh what's it called the chat uh john says that hill was too slow yeah she was too slow man tessa was beating mm-hmm. her to the punch uh and you know she um hill looked really good going in he looked good yeah. all the way up even through the weigh-ins and uh i don't know man kind of sucked that that happened yeah i was rooting for yeah. it not me i wanted tessa to win and I'm glad she did. Damn, bro. <laughs> bro, what about Ed Herman getting his ass beat? Oh, that was a thing of beauty, man. 
right? Yeah, I you I'm know, sure. honestly, I didn't I didn't think he was gonna hang in there as long as he did, but I bro, didn't either, bro. Um, especially after that first kick that just smacked him right in the in the calf. And they almost stopped the fight, remember? Yeah, man. He had a fucking huge swell right there. Yeah, and I, I, I think was I was like, laughing. He's good. Saying, saying, yeah, Stipe looks horrible. He looked like Stipe from far away. Like, casuals be like, Stipe looks bad now. <laughs> when he said that, man, I was fucking cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ed Herman. I wonder how yeah. his leg looks. You know, I need to look that up, man. See what his leg looks like now. Probably bruised up. You know that swelling went down quick. And then Jessica Penny, man, out of nowhere, submitting uh, Carolina. That was a thing of beauty, bro. I'm glad she won, man, because she's been out of the game for, what, five years or something like that? Yeah, five years. Jessica yeah, so, Penny. Isn't that mm-hmm. like a, an Italian pasta or something? Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yes, sir. And then uh, that fight with uh, Melissa Gato. Uh, I guess that's how you say your last name. I'm I'm saying it. Yeah, Gato. it was it's Gato. Okay, against uh, Victoria. I mean, I don't know how she broke that that uh, her forearm or wrist or whatever, but I know there was a fractured. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was. It wasn't the person I wanted it, you know, wanted to win. It was Leonardo actually that I thought for sure was going to, you know, kick the shit out of Melissa, but it just didn't happen. Um, but hey, it is what it the is. That was enjoyable, man. I liked it. I liked Munoz versus Simmons. That was a good fight. Um, oh yeah, Gatto yeah. breaking Leonardo's arm. That was awesome. Well, <laughs> not that her arm got broken, but it's just it was a it was a fun fight. Miles Johns just putting an ass whooping on Dos Santos. That was a Dude, good fight. Dude, Cape. What? Manel Cape. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Manel Cape mm-hmm. versus Odie Osborne. Um, I thought it was a little premature, but whatever, man. Uh, I can see why they, they called that one. We have yeah. someone waiting to come in. Oh, shit. Well, let's get him in. Hello. Oh, snap. Right. Brother, how are you guys? Pretty good, brother. What's up, Rudy? How are you, man? Robert, good to see you, bro. Same here, brother. Nice to see you again, my man. Um, welcome back to Sitting Ringside. Um, this is your second time uh, joining us, and really do appreciate you jumping on again, bro. Definitely, man. Well, thank you guys for the invite, man. We got a lot to talk about. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. Let's Let's get on it, man. Manny Pacquiao. I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on, on uh, you know, it's unfortunate what what happened um, with Spence, but, uh, you know, it's it things happen in training. I mean, we can't, uh, you know, there's certain things that we can and can't do to not make things happen the way it did. Yeah. But, you know, it, it just, it's, it not sucks. Not everyone knows what you're talking about, Roberto. Fill us in. Well, th- th- let's have Mr. Ray Flores uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I heard just like you guys, I mean, I, I learned about the news maybe, I mean, like I was told a minute before, like, hey, be on the lookout for something. And then a minute later, it's like, oh, Spence is out, whatever, this and that. I'm like, oh, no, an eye injury and stuff. So I look at it this way. It is um, 
I think it's what a torn retina, not a detached retina. There's yeah. a big difference there. I mean, the detached retina, you can still come back from, but it, it's, you know, rather it, it's more difficult to do that. A torn retina is still not ideal, but a little bit less severe compared to that of a detached retina. Mm-hmm. For Spence to come out on Twitter and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing well. I've been through worse. I want the winner. If you're talking about fighting the winner, you're looking at a, month, a, a period of about eight to nine months at maximum 10 months. So that leads me to believe that he's going to be back and, and hopefully training over the next few months. Because why would you be saying that if you didn't believe in it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, Spence is not a guy that underestimates, overestimates. He's pretty much as long. I mean, I've known Errol Spence since, you know, probably eight, nine years ago. And he's always been very straightforward. And what you see is what you get when it comes to Errol Spence. So I do believe that he is going to be in line to fight the winner of Pacquiao and Ugas. Now, as you guys know from the Wolf of Wall Street, when Leonardo DiCaprio said, you know, the show goes on, I'm not leaving. (laughs) He's not leaving yet. And that's fine with me at 42 years of age. He continues to fight at such an elite level. I'm very excited for this matchup between Manny Pacquiao and your Dennis Ugas. And I heard people say, oh, well, you know, it should be delayed and this and that, whatever. I was in Los Angeles about a week ago. Yeah, a week ago uh, on Mm -hmm. last Wednesday for the Manny Pacquiao workout or the media workout that just turned into a media session with Pacquiao and and legendary trainer Freddie Roach, Justin Fortune, and everyone there wildcard. And the consensus that I got, Boo Boy as well, uh, Freddie told me that Manny, uh, the day before, had knocked out two sparring, not knocked out, but knocked down two sparring partners, had his best sparring to date. And then Boo Boy told me that Manny was looking in peak form. Justin Fortune said that Manny's workouts are superb and excellent. That's Manny's strength and conditioning coach. So everything that I'm hearing out of wild card is that Manny is fighting at, or is really hitting his stride. So why would Manny not go through with the date. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate. It sucks that Errol Spence is out, but your Dennis Ugas is in the division and was preparing for a fight against Fabian Maidana, who incidentally happened to drop out of the fight the day before, but we didn't learn about it until the Spence news came in. So when the Spence news happened, then it was compounded like, oh, hey, guess what? Fabian Maidana is also out. I believe that even if Maidana would have been in, Ugas would have fought Pacquiao to begin with. Here's the thing how things work full circle, guys. Ugas had been clamoring since the Porter fight. I want a big fight. I want a big fight. I want a big mm-hmm. fight. A big fight. Give me a marquee name. Here we go. I want it. I need it. This is what I deserve. The fight with Porter, that's disputed. I thought it could have gone either way. He's won 11 of his last 12 since coming back from the ring when he took his hiatus back in 2014. He came back against Jamal James. Beats Jamal James, starts, you know, beat Brian Perella, also beat Omar Figueroa Jr. The guy has really been hitting his stride of the past five years since being with Ismail Salas. I mean, he has looked tremendous. So you take a Cuban bronze medalist and you put him in there against Manny Pacquiao. And people are saying, oh, well, you know, the name recognition. Well, everyone has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for Dennis Ugas, this is his rocky moment. And for everything that he's had to deal with over the course of his life, not just his boxing career, but having failed multiple times to get here to the United States, I think it took him five or six tries to get here to the mainland. 
and to start his career and to get going and to start off in humble beginnings to be at a point where you're 15 and three and then to be able to win 11 of your last 12 to take yourself to a 26 and four record you hold a welterweight championship and now you're going to fight Manny Pacquiao on 11 days notice I mean that is the ultimate American dream right then and there and Manny Pacquiao was in a similar situation when he burst onto the scene over 20 years ago against Latuaba. So here we go again and how things just work themselves for a circle, guys. Yeah, man. It, it's uh, it's like a like a like you can't write this shit, you know? No. This this right here, what you're seeing and, and what we're seeing in front of us, it could be like a movie. You know, especially with the background of both of these two fighters, the way they came into the States, the way they, they started uh, their boxing career, and with all the trials and tribulations that both fighters had, and and being to at the top of their game where they're at right now, and now they're both facing each other. I mean, dude, come on. Well, look this at is- it this way too, guys, as you pointed out. Look at the fact that this is what's so great about sports. You have a Filipino against a Cuban Cuban. fighting at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on Fox Sports BBC pay-per-view in the middle of the summer. How awesome is that? That just goes to show you how global boxing is as a sport. Mm -hmm. And then main eventing it too. That's that's what, as you said, you can't write this stuff. That's why I love it. And that's why when, you know, I know that people were disappointed. I get that because, man, yeah. Errol is a tremendous talent. I mean, what a champion he's been. But, okay, Errol now is got – he's had surgery. He's going to heal up. Let Errol heal. Now let's focus in on what we do have in front of us. Mm-hmm. who is a damn good fighter, guys, and he knows he's got to let his hands go in order to beat the great Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean – like we know, Pacquiao's no, he's he's no slouch, man. This guy, he's he's quick. He he's it, it's Manny Pacquiao. And Ugas, I mean, like you said, a, a tremendous fighter. And he just needs to be smart about his striking and cover up when he needs to. Yeah. You know, it's I can't wait, man. When I heard the 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 news and I got the email and I was like, fuck, man, yeah. I really wanted to see this fight. And then when I kept reading, I was like, oh, wait, Lugas is going to fight him now? Hell yeah. Let's yeah I'm not I said, I said the same thing. I mean, because it's like, okay, my first initial reaction is fights off. I'm like, no, like not again, because guys, I, I was involved. I was supposed to be involved in the Teofimo Lopez, George Gambosis fight in June. That got postponed. Then Wilder Fury number, you know, three, I was supposed to be involved in that. <laughs> That got postponed. I'm like, no, not again. No. And then they're like, oh, no, Manny's fighting your Dennis Hookahs. All right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> right. man, come on. Yeah, I'm not even mad about that, that fight. You know, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um, and there, there's always that chance that uh, Hookahs is going to pull it off on 11 days notice. So, I don't know. Well, no, it's also a thing. I know, that, you know, look, I hate to be this way, but. I've kind of have gotten annoyed by those that want to be negative and stuff within the oh, yeah. sport. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll watch the highlights, this and that. It's like, you know what? Have fun with that. Go do that. Because when, t- when Twitter is going crazy and people are losing their mind, like, oh, my God, did you see that exchange? Or are you watching what Manny Nugas are doing? Whatever. 
sorry, you're shit out of luck because you wanted to be a vegetarian and you wanted to be a hipster fight fan or whatever. It's like, time for that shit. When you want to come to the dance, hey, you're more than welcome. If you don't want to go, it's all good. Millions of other people around the world, they will be watching next Saturday. You need to coin that term, hipster fight fan. what they are man they want to be contrarian just for the sake of being contrarian it's like if everything if a division gets unified oh who's he gonna fight next oh he's not gonna fight the best guy i'm like he just unified the damn division like (laughs) people bro come on now yeah man like i said when i saw the news i was like oh shit not again yeah and like and then, and then when I saw that Ugas was fighting, I was like, "Fuck yes!" Let's I'm like, all right, go. let's go. Give me to Vegas anyway. Yes. Like, I had to change my film study from because I'm I've been watching Pacquiao tape. Pacquiao, I was watching Pacquiao Spence tape for the first couple of days, and then Spence drops on. I'm like, "All right, I'm on a, your Dennis Ugas fight tape now." So here we go. You know, what I mean? so I'm spending my time between the two. Yeah. So in 11 days, man, it it's. Uh, it's going to no, be that now we're on gonna, nine days though. The, the fight days, was, yes. it was delayed with 11 days, two days ago. Yesterday yeah, was a nine days. presser. And then now we're nine days away uh, from Las Vegas and T-Mobile arena. Uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait, man. It's going to be an exciting fight. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited just for the fact of who's fighting, you know, yeah, of course it, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. Look, as they say, you want to give somebody the roses before they're gone. Manny Pacquiao, who knows how many fights he's got left. So, Man, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. I mean, but, but how many fights do you think? Do you think he's going to, you know, probably fight two more, two, three more times? I think um, because, you know, he's busy doing his, his mayor stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, busy. I mean, I, I asked him about running for presidency of the Philippines. And yeah. he didn't tell me no. You know, I asked him last week. He didn't tell me no. And he, and from what I've been told, he has to declare before September. So in the month of September, he has to declare. So I asked him about that. He goes, I want to get through with this fight first. And then I'm going to talk to my family and those around me and see about making that decision. I think it's 50-50. I think he might even be leaning towards running for the presidency. And Freddie Roach even joked with me. He goes, I always told Manny, I go, how cool will it be, would it be to for you to be the president of the Philippines and defending your welterweight championship or defending your world title? I mean that, and then Freddie, Freddie, you know how Freddie has that, that like that sinister look in his eyes when he's like <laughs> yeah. really like, I mean, Freddie Roach is one of the most brilliant minds we've ever, ever seen in boxing. And for him to have that sinister look and be so excited about something, that means Maybe I'm off base here, but I, I would assume that he may have had that conversation with Manny at several points. And he's thinking now this could become a reality. Like, can mm. you imagine Freddie Roach being able to say, I'm training the president of the Philippines for a world title fight on pay-per-view? Do you know how ridiculous that sounds when it comes <laughs> to just not boxing, but society as a whole a president of a country stepping into a boxing ring to potentially take punches from another fighter and being paid to do so yep like what but that's Manny Pacquiao guys <laughs> yeah I was gonna say but that's Manny Pacquiao that's <laughs> just him he's probably gonna be like yeah well you know what in uh three weeks you know clear my schedule because i'm going to be trading yeah to defend the title it's like we'll probably do what he did this time 
Honestly, because I, the first part of his training camp was in the Philippines and then he made his way to wildcard and he had about, it's going to be about four weeks training with, with Freddie. Freddie said, as soon as he gets to wildcard, they start sparring immediately. So it's wow. sparring and Freddie's involved and watching the workouts that Manny's doing and, and letting him know what to work on and stuff. So I could see, I mean, they're kind of, if you really think about it, guys, and maybe I'm off base here because I don't know politics and that's not an area that I like much. Right. But um, can you imagine, they're almost kind of setting it up now, potentially, that if he were to run for presidency of the Philippines, he would train the first part of training camp in the Philippines and then come here for like the last month of training camp. And that month will be also the fight. So they're kind of already laying it out if you think about it. Hmm. That's interesting. I think so, man. I, I think it's going to happen. I'll never doubt Manny Pacquiao. I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the guy is the eight division world champion. Will we ever see that again? I don't think so. Eight divisions. He started off yeah. at one Oh six. I mean, I'm watching tape of him when he fought Barrera at one twenty six, and the fact that he's fighting at one forty seven still and he went up, didn't he go up to like 150 for Margarito, like 150 yep. or something along those yeah. lines? Something like, like that. Mm -hmm. Insanity. Like, like it's unreal. And then Manny's the kind of guy, and this is what I love about Pacquiao. When he walks to the ring, he's smiling. You know, a lot of guys are real tense yeah. and like, you know, very cerebral. Everyone has their own way of going to the ring. Not Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao bouncing around. He's smiling. The fight, the bell rings. I mean, you guys have been around those big fight atmospheres. There's a lot mm -hmm. of anxiety and a lot of stress and electricity in that place. And Manny's just kind of like, okay, here we go. Time for me to go have fun and punch someone in the face. Like, <laughs> wow, man. I mean, like, there's certain guys that were meant to be prize fighters and superstars. Manny Pacquiao is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and you know, and and the way you say of how Manny comes into the ring, you know, you watch these other guys, um, you know, that get carried in or they got freaking, you know, uh, parade to get into the yeah. ring. You know what I mean? It's it's like him. It, it, it's what's Manny. Oh, robot. And, Jake had a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that here in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, you know, he reminded me too of uh, Canelo. You know, Canelo is the same way. He comes in, maybe not smiling, but it's there's not like, well, maybe on his last fight he had his mariachis or whatever. Yeah, but, man, he had a long know. walkout, bro. I heard people I going did, to the getting some cervezas. <laughs> I came back and he was still halfway through his walkout. Uh -oh. But for the most part, yeah, you're right. He's got quick yeah. walkouts. Yeah, he does. Um, Eddie Hurd. Like, not, like I mean, said, that's the Eddie Hurd effect. I mean, Eddie's the one who likes the WrestleMania kind of entrances and stuff. Yeah, like he that. does. Yeah, that's 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 Eddie for you. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, you, you know Eddie, man. You know how yeah, he works. I mean, you know, I, I've seen I've seen him on stuff. You know, I have nothing but positive things to say about everybody. I mean, I've yeah. worked with Top Rank. I've worked with, you know, Matchroom, uh, Kevin Rooney, those guys. I mean, everyone's really, really cool and stuff like that. I let the, uh, the higher ups, if they have any beef, I don't know about it until way, way later, if that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But man, the, the Pacquiao fight is going to be the bomb. I can't wait to see that fight. It, it's just going to be, it's something special that, uh, that if you are a really true, not so much a boxing fan, but a fight fan yeah, and loves the backstory of a fighter, 
This is the fight that everybody needs to tune in, buy the pay-per-view, watch it however you can, go to the bar if they're open, fucking get 20 guys to show up at your house, pitch in, buy the pay-per-view. You know, because this is a fight that that everybody needs to watch. When you also get Robert Guerrero and Victor Ortiz, like, man, like yes. the, the young, yes. the young 20-year-old me is like, man, this is gonna be freaking ridiculous. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even right now in 2021, I mean, Robert, you know, Robert's style, Robert's come forward all the time, lots of punches. He'll take a few, he'll deliver a few. Victor Ortiz got power, he likes to mix it up. You know, when he gets buzzed, they're like, all right, let's go to war, this and that. I mean, I think that's going to be a fun fight between those two guys. I mean, what mm-hmm. we get, I don't know who's going to win the fight, but I think we get a heck of a fight between those two. I mean, styles make fights, as you guys know. They're yep. both relatively similar stages of their careers, of their lives. They're both family men, but they mm-hmm. both know that this is probably their last opportunity on a big stage. So the winner advances to bigger, more high-profile fights and kind of rekindles that fountain of youth, the loser has to think about, one, retirement, or number two, you're going to then be a gatekeeper to younger, hungrier lions, and you got to beat one of these young lions to get back to the stage that you are right now. So there's a lot on the line in that fight, and I expect them Mm -hmm. guys, we're in Vegas. People like to gamble. I expect those two guys gambling and leaving their chins out there a little bit more to be able to land a couple big shots. That leads to entertaining toe-to-toe scraps. Yep. Yep. Well said, man. I couldn't have said that any better. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be an amazing, amazing event. Um now <sighs> trailer, I know you work yeah. with them. Um what are your thoughts with uh, Oscar fighting uh, Vitor? Man, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's what makes the fight so awesome. You know what I mean? I was at the press conference in LA hosting it with yep. you know, Oscar to my right, Vitor to my left. And yep. guys, I'll tell you this. They're both very focused. Oscar, and I was even talking to some of the Golden Boy people about this. I talked to uh, Robert Gaspari, Eric Gomez, and, and that brain trust. And I said, I've seen Oscar around a lot. And Oscar is, you know, very jovial and good spirits. He was nice, but that training camp, that eye that he has for training camp, that was there. He was focused. He was a little more intense than usual. Uh, I mean, totally nice, but you could tell that he's in training camp. You know, certain guys, when you run into them and they're in four or five weeks in a training camp or whatever the case may be, I could tell in Oscar's body language, in his tone of voice, in his eyes, in his handshake, that he's in training camp mode. And this is an Oscar De La Hoya that we all remember, you know, probably 17, 18 years ago, before he went down and sort of, you know, lost to Manny Pacquiao and, and got destroyed by mm-hmm. him and stuff like that. I mean, this is a De La Hoya that we're seeing who was fighting the likes of, at least from his eye standpoint, uh, the Ver- Fernando Vargas's of the world and, and fighting all the big names in the sport. And with Vitor Belfort, I mean, the guy can tear your head off. He holds the most knockouts, I believe, in UFC history, third most finishes in the history of the UFC, former UFC light heavyweight champion. The guy is massive. I mean, I was he, gonna, yeah, oh, is he like legit? I mean, are he, we seeing are we seeing what we all call the TRT Vitor? It's TRT Vitor. I, I, I don't think it's, I honestly, he's not, he got busted and he knows that he's being tested for this fight. So oh, okay. I just think that that's just naturally like 
If you look at his bones, he's naturally, he's a big boned human being. And his neck is like, oh my gosh, man, like, <laughs> this dude is thick. Like, I mean, I mean, set aside when whatever he got, you know, busted with whatever, but this is, um, I didn't see like any veins in here. I mean, come on, we know this. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a doctor, right? But and have a really good idea when someone is on the juice where they have veins popping out. Vitor doesn't have veins popping out, but he's just a massive man. And I'm, and I was even like saying this during the press conference, I'm like, Vitor is the bigger guy. And I don't, I think he could probably hit harder than Oscar. So like just by genetics, the, the way that he's built as a man, he could probably hit harder than Oscar. The fact that the Vegas odds makers have Vitor as the favorite, like, can, like how insane does it sound that Vitor Belfort is a favorite over the five division world champion, the golden boy, Oscar De La Hoya. But you know what? Oscar likes that. He's like, I can't wait. He goes, I know if I'm not on my A game, I'm going to get my ass kicked. He goes, we're going to kick each other's asses. And I'm like, damn, like this is an Oscar that wants a toe to toe fight. Like this is not an Oscar that's talking to sell the fight because I've heard Oscar being like a salesman and that's Mm -hmm. not being a salesman. That is true East LA Oscar being like, okay, here's a bigger dude. People are doubting me. No problem. People probably think, you know, I'm doing this for the money, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to come out and I'm going to prove to all of you that I'm still Oscar De La Hoya of old, or I have remnants of the old Oscar De La Hoya. I love this fight. And honestly, guys, too, I think another fun little fight is going to be Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz. I don't know what's going to happen to either. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I pick Anderson. I, I, I see that Anderson's the favorite. He, he deserves to be the favorite. But look, Tito Ortiz is hunting from Huntington Beach, California. He wants to be able to defend his home turf. Uh, he's somewhat of his home turf out there in, in SoCal. A lot of people will be out to support Tito Ortiz. I mean, you know, look, he was very popular in the UFC when, when he had his heyday and stuff. And, and people like nostalgia. They like going down memory lane oh, yeah. and things along those lines. How many times do you see mm-hmm. the WWE that they bring back old legends and stuff like that and people go crazy? I mean, now with this... You know, you get Oscar back, you get Vitor Belfort, you get Anderson Silva, Tito Ortiz, you're getting David Hay and Joe Fournier. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, hey, let's make it happen. I mean, there's no better place than Hollywood in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're obviously going to be uh, wrecking that event, right? Yeah, I'll be there for that one and stuff. So, I mean, I'm, awesome. uh, I'm excited, guys. I mean, you know, I mean, I know Ryan Kavanaugh. And he was all like, I mean, uh, Nigel Lithgow showed me the, I don't I'm sure you guys have seen the, um, you know, Nigel Lithgow from American Idol and uh-huh. all reality shows, outstanding uh, executive producer. He showed me the trailer and the preview uh, for the De La Hoya Belt Belfort fight that is out there right now. And it looks unbelievable, man. I mean, it's like if that doesn't get you hyped for that. I mean, it's, you know, Triller's doing something different and it's just adding an alternative to what we're seeing in combat sports. And I think it's going to make everybody involved so much better. Yeah, you know, with with Triller, I mean, obviously, you know, when they first came out, everybody was knocking on them. They're like, what the hell is this? You know, it's... it's Not me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the right. hell out of it, man. But, but, <laughs> but, yeah. but what we like is um, you get the opportunity to see a fight that you've always wanted to see happen. Yeah. You get a, a professional boxer fighting an MMA fighter. Or you get two MMA fighters fighting each other in a boxing ring, pure boxing. I know. I mean, who who does not want to see that? 
And you get a couple you know? of sick concerts. <laughs> exactly. And you get some Seriously. concerts in between. Bro, I was I was there. I called the, the Michael Hunter fight last week with, uh, you know, when he went ahead and he finished off uh, Mike Wilson in impressive fashion. I think that was a third round explosive knockout. Chris Algieri picking up the win that he had over uh, Mikhail LePierre after 26 months away from the ring. And then right after that, a little bit of a break. And then we had the lots and dip set. And I, I literally, you know, it was insane. I saw Jadakiss drop like 75 points at the garden with what he was able to do from a hip hop standpoint. I mean, it was the worlds of, of boxing and, and music and high level music and entertainment merged together. And that's what Ryan Kavanaugh and Bobby Snarnovich from Triller are all about. Snoop Dogg, the same thing. I mean, that's what they're all about. Merging the worlds together to introduce boxing to the masses and to a younger audience. We got to get younger as a sport, guys, because, yeah. you know, it, it's it's good that we remember our history. And that's very important. But we got to get younger. We got to be able to get the guys like my age, the guys like my younger brother's age to get involved in boxing and be like, man, this is dope as shit. Like you're getting mm-hmm. guys, the baddest dudes on the planet going to war against each other. This is why you should watch. We have to stop thinking that it is a 50 and up sport. We got to think younger. And that is what I like about Triller. That's what I like with, you know, a lot of the different entities that we're working with. I mean, we're showing the media workouts now with premier boxing champions and TGB promotions. You know, we're doing all these things to make it more interactive, to grab a hold of the younger audience, because the younger audience is what's going to be the audience for the next 40 to 50 years moving forward. Yeah. You know, and then when you say, you know, the younger audience, you know, you get the, like there's these other fights, you have the 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 guy that that's from Snapchat or something like that, yeah. a, a, a YouTuber or or a, a Twitter. I don't I don't remember what fight it was, but there's so many of them happening, guys. I mean, I, the, the ones that I know is uh, a Jake Paul, obviously the Paul brothers, because obviously right. they're massive. And then um, I, I guess there's a guy named Corey fighting Paulie Malinaji soon. I don't yeah. even, I, I don't even know who Corey is, but I'm picking Malinaji because <laughs> Paulie Malinaji. So right. like, Malinaji's <laughs> gonna put a beating on that kid. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what the kid is or who he is or what he does. And I mean, I really sound old here, and I'm not knocking him, but I I don't know who he is. I know Paulie Malinaji is like you know, <laughs> fantastic world champion who had some memorable fights. So yeah, I've got mean, a memorable a mouth. I, I love hearing him talk, man. He talks a lot of shit. <laughs> hey look hey. I mean, to be able to go 12 rounds with Koto at the garden oh man dude you know it's like being fed to the lions yep yep <laughs> did, 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 did it probably fight the uh, bare knuckle yeah yeah he fought, he fought yeah. Loma and bare knuckle Loma, that's yeah, right yeah. the goat the yeah. goat that that retired <laughs> yeah now now oh, we need man. the young goat we, we need we need the young goat and Haspela to be able to make his u.s debut but i'll <laughs> yeah. get off that <laughs> i'm on the hospital bandwagon boys you need to bring them over here from russia you know what i mean <laughs> hey let's try let's try that's all we can do right now <laughs> the movement gentlemen let's make that let's get that hashtag going that's right so that, uh, the movement let's do it i heard that jim lampley was hired uh part of the the crew now is that true yeah i mean he was supposed to be on the show with uh, Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosis. So Lamps is back and look, he's a legend of the sport. And, you know, I'm really excited to be able to work with him. I think he's, you know, we'll, we'll be able to learn a lot from him. He brings forth the passion. He brings forth an energy. He brings forth a vast knowledge. I mean, 
all the fights that I really remember, a lot of them that I remember, he was the one calling them. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's nice to be able, we talked about full circle, but to be able to work with someone that I kind of grew up watching with him and Larry Merchant and Emmanuel Stewart, and you had uh, Bob Costas at the desk. I mean, those were some tremendous teams. I mean, I'm kind of a, a fight freak, like without question. So I love like even the music from back in the day when they had the TVKO music oh, yeah. and they would come on. I'd be so excited. It's so amped up and ready to watch the fights for the next four hours. And, and they certainly brought a level of professionalism. So Lambley being aboard is uh, definitely a welcome addition. That's awesome, man. So before we let you go, um, I know your your brother. He's uh, following into your footsteps. Yeah. Um, you know he's he's making his his name for himself out there in the, you know in the and um, is that uh, something that he's always wanted to do? Um, I mean, how did how did that happen? I mean, you you talk to us. Tell us a little bit about your brother. So what happened was is that like he was in. Him and I went to the same college. We're seven years apart. He went to the same college as me. We went to Columbia College in Chicago. And I started getting, I started really doing national TV fights for boxing in the winter of 2011, filling in for Joe Martinez with Golden Boy Promotions. And then in 2012, I was on the road, probably 14 to 16. I think I did like 14 or 15 shows for them on top of doing some other traveling events that I was going overseas for and stuff. So when that happened, I would do a lot of MMA and boxing shows in the Chicagoland mm -hmm. area, Northwest Indiana area throughout the Midwest. So what I told him, I'm like, look, I'm like, start following me around to come and do my undercards of these local MMA shows so that as I'm getting busier, then you can take over and take care of the promoter when I'm not able to do their events. So I started him doing that when he was a freshman in college. And then in 2012, I really started traveling 2013, I got with Banner Promotions, already Palulo, and or I think it was like 2012 or 2013, doing Friday night fights. And we do Friday night fights once a month on top of doing stuff for Golden Boy still and everything else. Late 2014, I got with Tom Brown and TGB Promotions. And then in the spring of that year, PBC was born. And I got with PBC in July of 2015, doing their very first ESPN show with uh, Keith Thurman and Luis Colazzo in the main event down in Tampa, Florida. And my brother was doing all the local stuff. And then I was doing a lot of undercards for PBC and stuff like that. Probably 2017, 2018, I started transitioning, more so 2018. I was transitioning to being more of a play-by-play -play commentator because that's my love more than anything. I like ring announcing, but my true love is calling fights. So I never dreamed about being the buffer per se or being Michael Buffer. My whole dream was to be sort of what Jim Lampley did for our generation. So that's my dream. That's my love. That's my be all end all. So my brother, then I kind of started bringing him in. I'm like, look, I really don't have time to be doing undercards anymore because I have too many responsibilities on a TV standpoint and also doing press conferences before, you know, big fights and post fight press conferences, TGB promotions, PBC, Swanson communication. They gave me the ball and they're like, here, we want you to start doing more. So that's when my brother was doing undercard ring announcing. And then at times, my brother also is an analyst with me. And he would call fights at times on the international broadcast and stuff. So that's how it all kind of, you know, came around and, and how it happened. That's awesome, man. I, I love it because um, I follow both of y'all. I mean, I, 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 start, I started following you, you know, for the, 
I can't even remember when I started. Yeah. And then I looked you up on Facebook and we started talking and, yeah. you know, we fi- we finally met, um, you know, at the Canelo Kirkland fight. Yeah, um, man. Hung- oh, that was a out. long day, man. You yeah. remember that long day, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Were you at the fight, Rudy, or no? No. No, I was there at 9 o'clock in the morning, I believe. Yeah. Fight and- at 11.15. Yes. So I get there at nine, I parked, got my pass, you know, try to, you know, find my seat and all that. And I was like, okay, you know, it's going to be an early event. Hell no, man. Oh. I didn't, I didn't leave the, the, the Coliseum until like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because, because the main event was at like nine fifteen, nine thirty with Canelo. And then you figure, you know, post fight press conference, press conference yeah. else you're having to upload your stuff. I mean, yeah, Minute Maid, we didn't leave Minute Maid. I didn't walk out of the door. I literally had, I think, every meal there that day at the home <laughs> of the Astros. I had breakfast there, a coffee in the morning. I had a small lunch and then I had dinner afterwards. It was like, in, or no, I had dinner at the hotel. But yeah. uh, uh-huh. I mean, I was just like, man, it was crazy. Like, that was such a wild day. But I mean, one that I remember and I, you know, great, great memories that we had, you know? Yeah, man, it was. And that was my very, very first event that I ever covered for the website. Ever. Man, that's awesome. It was it was the Kirkland Canelo fight. Um, Golden Boy, you know, I emailed and I was like, hey, I'm here in Houston. You know, if there's an extra seat, you know, for media pass, let me know. And at the time it was uh, Cecilia. Um, yeah, and, she, and she was like, yeah, 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 you know, go and, and I'll put your name down and, and you just go and enjoy yourself. Dude, since then, you know, we became really good, uh, pretty working pretty close with Golden Boy um, just because of Cecilia. Now that she's yeah, back. Yeah, dude, I, I love it. Um, but yeah, that, that, it's that's awesome. fine. We all help each other out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember texting you. I was like. Hey, do you want some pictures at the at the five uh, when you're uh, announcing at? Oh the- yeah, yeah, yeah. You were dope, man. I appreciate. it. I think I, I put one up on my Facebook. Thanks to you. Yeah, you yep, took. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love it, man. I love seeing you know that uh, your brother now is is following in in your footsteps and he's doing his thing. You know, and, um, I don't remember when we became friends on Facebook. Uh, it's been years now, but um, just seeing him progressing. And, yeah. and and then seeing you from when I saw you at first to yeah. where you're at now, dude, congrats, bro. I appreciate it, man. You know, there's a lot of work to be done. The thing is that we're very fortunate to do what we do. And yeah. the one thing that I believe is that I think you have to be brought up the hard way in this business in mm-hmm. the sense that, like, how can you do, like, how can you start at the MGM Grand in Vegas and you start at, you know, Staples Center or at Madison Square Garden, if you haven't done the club shows. And and I hope that we're really turning the corner in this pandemic because club shows have to come back because Mm -hmm. they're they're such an important part of the success of the sport on a global scale because everyone looks at the TV fights. And yeah, I I, I mean, I love the TV fights and it's great. And I work for some of the best promotions in the world. But the club shows are where you get these guys to start. And I think that's where media members, because I get asked by ring announcers and people in the media, how do I get how do I get my start or what do you suggest? My suggestion is to start off at the grassroots level, start off with the local promoter. Like I started off my career ring announcing, you know, fights in MMA, you know, at the Hammond Civic Center 
on a Wednesday night at a bar in Marionette Park, Illinois, southwest side of Chicago, working for Bobby Hits of Hits Boxing at the Horseshoe Casino in Hammond, Indiana. My brother did the same thing. It's like being an independent pro wrestler. You got to start off on the indies, on the local scene, and then you got to figure out what works for you and what doesn't when it comes to fighter-wise, when it comes to commentator-wise, ring announcer-wise, what works for you, and you, you're able to make those mistakes at that level, because when mm-hmm. you get to this high level that I'm fortunate to work with or work at and work for some of the biggest promoters in the world, some of the biggest networks, we don't have time to teach you when you get to this level. You yeah. have to be ready. It's like being ready to be, you know, to get the ball in the NBA or Major League Baseball. Start off at the AAA level. Start off at single A. You know, start off in single A, then work your way up to double A, triple A. And when you get ready to get called up, you better be ready to swing the bat and make contact and not hesitate because it is so fast at this level, not just from a fighter standpoint or from a promotional standpoint, but everything involved. Guys, just to give you a quick idea, because I know Evan Korn, who, you know, I've become friends with over the past, you know, couple of years from Top Ring. Uh, we did, I did Theater Madison Square Garden last Tuesday. And then from there, I got an early flight from New York, landed in LA, was able to get there with enough time to get a COVID test, get cleared, get up and host the Manny Pacquiao workout on Wednesday. And it's like probably like an hour of sleep that I was on or whatever, but it's like, that's what the job demands. And you mm-hmm. better be ready to bring it at a high level. When I saw Manny and I saw everybody, they were like, man, how are And people were like, how are you not tired? I mean, it's like, because the job demands it. Like people don't want to know what happened. And I, I hate to say this, but from a commentator standpoint, when you guys watch us and we're giving you a fight, you don't care that we're tired. You don't care that we have issues in our personal life or whatever. You, you are there to be entertained by us at the highest level and to inform you and let you know why these fighters are so significant. So that's the thing. All the things that are going on in your life, leave it at the door. Because when it's time to work and it's time to get ready to go to present the show to you guys, the media, the fans, the fighters, families, we're ready and we're so locked in to give you such a high level product that nothing gets past us. And if it does, it's because we're just working really hard and we're so much is going on that sometimes things do get past us and stuff like that. But other than that, it's like all systems are going, we're going to war. I mean, that's my mentality. Yep. Every time we go on the air, no matter what it is that I do, it's battle for me because I am there to tell the fighter's story to the best of my ability, to let them, to ask them pointed questions that you, the fans want to know. And how do I know that? Cause I'm a fucking fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just the fan that gets to do it. A lot of cool shit, you know? That's why we love you, right? You're you're down to earth. You're always dialed in. You you know exactly what the fans like because uh you are a fan, man, and we fanboy we fanboy with you while you're up there, bro. I mean, awesome. well, I appreciate it. I mean, it's just it's crazy because even I mean I had to ask Manny Packy, I'm like, hey, you know, what is is this the last time? This is before you know Ugas was in the fight out of or in the fight and stuff and I was like, you know, is this the last time we're going to see you and, you know, stuff? I mean, you know, we want to know. I mean, is this the last time we're going to see you walk down that aisle into the ring? And he's like, yo, we'll take it, you know, day by day and this and that. But I'm like, I wanted to know. You know <laughs> Andy Pacquiao in front of me, I would have asked him that if I saw him at Starbucks. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, like, you know, you're in a fight, you know. 
is that your last one? You know what I mean? <laughs> I would ask him a little less formal, but I'd still always ask him the question. Right. So, you know, yeah, yeah. that's no. my thing, man. I mean, I ask the questions that you guys want to know because I'm you guys. Like, I look at it this way. It's like when you invite us into your home and I'm doing a show and I'm, you know, a part of it, it's like you're opening up your home to me and my other commentators and we're just sitting on the couch next to you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a beer in my hand because I, you know, obviously that's not, you know, that's not allowed right. and I'm not <laughs> drinking on the job on, on most shows. You know, since I say most shows, but like, you know, if, if you're at your place and you're like, yo, Ray, do you want a cocktail? Yeah. You know, give me a cocktail and let's just shoot the breeze about the fight. That's how I want our shows to run. Like, it's just like a bunch of friends hanging out at your place and we're watching some kick-ass fights. Yeah. Yep. And that's what we love to do. That's why we do this show because when, when you listen to us talk about, you know, the fights and, and the upcoming fights or when we're interviewing, you know, like your, a person like yourself or, or a fighter or, or an owner of an MMA promotion, I, we try to make it feel like you're just hanging out with one of the boys and we're just shooting the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's what a lot of fans love. They love that we're not like that cookie cutter. Well, Ray, you know, let's uh, talk oh, about well, you know, I, I, you know, this needs to be this and that needs right. to be that. And what a poignant question. No, man, What's your favorite food, Ray? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, bro, come on now. Like, you I mean, is, is this all we got? You know what I mean? I'll answer that question, but I'm like, that's <laughs> Like, I mean, look, you, I, I go old school. You guys remember Burt Sugar, the late, great Burt Sugar, the amazing writer who did so much, whatever. The one thing that I'm trying to get back, and, and I'm probably going to have some moments like this in Las Vegas next week. For those of you that are going to be in Las Vegas next week, you know, during fight week and stuff like that, is that Burt Sugar, you know, always had that traditional fedora. He always had a cigar with him. He always had a nice drink with him. And, and it was that old school vibe that it's like they always love talking boxing. And that was the appeal of those fights in, you know, the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s, aside from the fights themselves. But Burt Sugar was probably in the hotel lobby at the bar, at the hotel bar, having drinks with some amazing people just talking about the sport of boxing that we love. And again, next week, I'm just telling you guys, I'll be at the lobby bar or at whiskey business during parts of fight week, you know, not late, but you know, probably nine or 10 o'clock at night sitting there with fellow media members talking about the sport, talking about the fight coming up, what's coming up. And I just love that because we're mm -hmm. all a community. You know what I mean? We are yeah. a community and we get to come together on these massive events in Las Vegas or in New York, or I can't wait for Jimmy's corner to open up in New York. I saw, I was talking to them. They're like, oh, we'll be open mid-August. So, you know, in the next Triller Fight Club at Madison Square Garden, we'll be open. I like going to places like that to be able to talk boxing because, guys, I can't get enough of it. This is, mm. like, I, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, the only time I really am not fond of it is in the fall from, like, you know, September 12th through, like, February, and that's my NFL <laughs> football. You know what I mean? Six days a week, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, me and Rudy, we're – it never fails. Like, every day we're either posting something about fighting or we're texting each other about fighting. Yeah, I mean, you know, and just like me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then when it comes to fight night, 
where there we are in the chat. Oh, what do you yeah. grade this fight? How do you see this fight? Like what, you know, and then when it comes to Thursday night, I mean, that's when we just let it all, you know, just the release. Vomit. It's, it's just a release. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So we understand, you know, we're, we're MMA fans, boxing fans, combat sports fans. Um, my first I cover love was events. Boxing, Roberto, my first love was boxing. <laughs> yeah, I do. Mine was, Mine was uh, kickboxing, so okay, dope. a little bit of there. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I, mean, I like watching the Van Damme movies of the 80s with Bloodsport and kickboxing. Yeah. You know, I know all about that, the ISKA stuff. Yeah, my wife's funny, dude, because she'll be like, hey, your your movie was on. I'm like, and I'll look at her and be like, let me guess, Bloodsport? <laughs> Wait, he should have won an Oscar for that, but, I mean, that's another dude. topic for another day. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Yes, I might cover these big uh, boxing events when I get the chance, but my my love is covering the local events. Yeah, I just I love it, dude. I'll I'll cover an event if you're gonna have it in your backyard or in some hill in the dirt. I'll cover that event. That's awesome, you know. And I, I love it. I just I like on the 27th. I'm gonna go cover an event out of uh, at a gym. Nice, know? and. It's just it's fun because you get to see these up and comers, these youngsters that want to have that career, and you get to see who could be the potential future champ. Well, yeah, I mean, look, Thompson Boxing does a great job of that. Alex Campanova, Thompson and Boxing, Thompson, exactly. I mean, yep. they do really good club shows, and Daniel Roman was born from that system. I mean, I think Giovanni Santillon, the same thing. I mean, you're seeing a lot of good young, hungry guys. And, and the same thing with, uh, you know, King's Promotions, Marshall mm-hmm. Coffin, Marshall Coffin. I mean, Mike, Mike Fox was kind of, he was built from that system that King's Promotion is doing out there on the East Coast. Uh, Chris Algieri, he was born from the club shows that Joe DeGuardi used to do at the Paramount and stuff like that. So those club shows are very important to the lifeblood of the mm-hmm. sport. You know, like Golden Boy, didn't they, they weren't they doing some kind of were, uh, at Belasco, uh, right? Wasn't that Belasco? Yeah, they were yeah. um, what were they called? The Friday night fights or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. And there was always a lot of the up-and-comer fighters. Yep. And um, you know, and some of these guys would come out and fight on an actual, you know, Golden Boy promotion fight. You yep. know, not what you know, I forgot what they were called. I remember I can see the posters of these fighters. Yep. But uh, yeah, you know, Golden Boy does an excellent job doing that. I can't wait till they start bringing that back um, because a lot of good fighters came out of there, man. Big time, man. I mean, it's it's just great for everybody and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you get you get guys that are able to really test themselves and and yep. get more time in the ring, and that's the biggest thing for the for fighters and stuff, especially coming up in the business. And in yep, the yep, for sure, man. Well, Ray, I know we. Uh, only had about 30 minutes, but we kind of went. <laughs> oh, dude, bro, I appreciate that. Hey, dude, it's a fun week, man. I mean, this is the calm before the storm next week. You know, obviously, you know, Saturday night we have, um, you know, terrific, you know, Bantamweight fight. You know, John mm-hmm. Riel, Casimero, Guillermo Rigondeau. Look, Casimero is going to come like a typhoon trying to tear your head off. And Rigo, Rigo doesn't like the fact that Casimero said, I'm going to finish him off in three. I'm going to retire him. And Rigo really looks pissed off. And a pissed off Rigo, well, hey, man, sign me up for that. You know, he's the one who's not in the shots and everything else. And, you know, his legs aren't what they used to be. But that makes for a lot more fun action. I mean, I was there when he fought Julio Ceja. 
And Seha was getting the better of the exchange. And then Rigo, bink, knocks him out, finishes him off. And it's like, man, that was over two years ago. So we'll see what happens in the next week in Las Vegas. Pacquiao Ugas, I'm very excited mm. to be a part of fight week out there, guys. I get out there yeah. probably Tuesday, early afternoon, and I'm already like the, a guy that's very happy with me is my dry cleaner because <laughs> I took all my suits to him and everything else. And I'm going to get them, you know, early next week and then fly out early Tuesday morning. And away we go with Pacquiao Ugas uh, fight week and stuff. We're going to get something very special next Saturday on Fox Sports BBC pay-per-view. We wish yeah, you the man. best of luck with that, man. And uh, I'm going to be watching. I yeah. appreciate it, guys. Hey, too, I'll be honest. And, and I really can't dive into detail too much, but we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff next week on social media when it comes to the PBC page, the PBC on Fox page. So be on the lookout every okay. day that we can. We're going to be putting up content and giving you guys, for those that can't be in Las Vegas for fight week, you're going to feel like you're right there. So that's our thing. And as we talk about it, I mentioned it during this show about getting younger and appealing more to the masses. That's what we're doing. You're going to see it next week. And, you know, guys, give me a holler anytime. Congratulations on everything that you're doing. And you're very important to the sport. We need more media members who love the sport as much as you guys to be involved and to accurately tell the fans what's going on and not to be just be so damn negative. I get there are times to be negative because I was up the WBA's ass all week with what we <laughs> saw with that horrendous maestre and, and Fox decision. So I let my opinion be known because I thought it was a travesty. However, we need to find solutions to these problems so that we can mm -hmm. move on as a sport. I'm not just going to dwell on the negative and be like, oh, my God, and blah, blah, blah. That's just not my nature anyway in life. So you think I'm going to do that with the sport that I love that's been able to take me all around the world? No way. I believe that we can come together as a sport, fighters, matchmakers, trainers, et cetera, et cetera, and fix some of these problems. And if they're not going to get fixed, we'll find someone who will be able to fix them. So, and boxing is in such a great state, guys. Last thing I'll say, we have a lot of young, hungry champions, hungry contenders, and boxing is on more networks now than it ever has been. I mean, so this is phenomenal. Let's just mm -hmm. see the fights and let's just keep rocking and rolling because the end of the summer is going to be hot. And then the fall, we got Wilder Fury number three in October, guys. AJ and Usyk end of September. Tito Ortiz, Vitor Belfort, yeah. September 11th. Bro, as I said on <laughs> last week, shit is going down in boxing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Right on, man. Thank you so much, Ray, for coming back onto the show. Um, I'll be definitely be texting you throughout the week. Um, it, it's always an honor to have you on, man, and be able to, you know, have that type of uh, friendship, you know, off online. So um, sure. thanks so much, man. And uh, yeah, if uh, like we always do with all our guests, man, any shout outs you want to give, go for it. I just want to say follow me on social media at SBR Flores again. At SBR Flores, I just want to thank everyone that I'm fortunate to work with. You know, the PBC staff, TGB Promotions, Tom Brown, Brittany Goosen Brown, they changed my life. Triller Fight Club, you know, uh, well, obviously Ryan Cavanaugh, Peter Kahn, uh, Bernie Barmazal, uh, Thorsten Meyer, that entire crew, they treat me unbelievable. I'm very loyal to the people I work with, guys. They give me unbelievable opportunities. And I think we're going to put on some great fights. And then I wish the best of luck to every other promotional entity out there, because if they do great fights and they have great fighters, 
it's just better for everybody involved. There's no player hating in me. I want everyone to do well because the more, the better. And everyone wins in that scenario. So just thank you guys for everything. Appreciate the support. And next week, guys, I'm telling you, Pacquiao Ugas fight week. Let's go. And then uh, you get a nice, healthy appetizer with uh, Casimero and Regandau. It's the kind of appetizer, guys, that you're like, man, this shit's so good that I know I'm going to be a little full when my main course comes around, but I'm going to eat it all anyway. That's how good <laughs> this appetizer is with Rigo and Casimero. So this is going to give you a hell of an appetizer as we get ready for the main course next week with Ugas and Pacquiao. So be on the lookout, guys. We're going to have a fun couple of weeks, fun couple of months when it comes to boxing. Yes, sir. Well, thanks a lot, brother. Really do appreciate it. Have a good night. Safe travels. And we will see you on the big stage. Later, guys. Take care. I love having that guy on, dude. He's uh, very passionate about his job and uh, what he does. And you can tell, man, he's the kind yep. of announcer that I, I wouldn't mind seeing announce anything, you know, um, unlike, the announcers, the, the... unlike the announcers that were on, on the UFC, you know, like Kellerman. I normally love Kellerman um, and Teddy Atlas. I love those guys, bro, in boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't transition very well into a UFC. And he, you know, Ray is one of the guys that I could see transitioning over to a UFC commentating spot. Mm -hmm. um, he just, he's energetic, bro. He knows what he's talking about. He's passionate about it. Doesn't seem like he's he's just reading off cards that, that he wrote and remembering mm -hmm. lines, you know, 20 minutes before the event started. Um, that's how I felt about the commentator's that one night, man. Um, when was it? The Conor McGregor fight, right? Yes. Um, it yes. Was, it was just horrible. It was atrocious, man. And if they had someone like Ray, I don't know, man. That that would make a a huge difference. Oh, for sure, man. Easy. You would make a, a hundred thousand times more uh, better. Um, but yeah, man. I, ever since I've been following Ray and his brother, you know. Um, for I don't even know how many years it's it's the the Ray always fires me up when it comes to big fights, man. Um, and and the way I hear him talking to us and then to the fans about uh, the Manny Pacquiao fight, bro. If that doesn't fire you up to 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 watch the fight, you don't love the sport. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this dude is is a hype man, and he's good at what he does. Um, and he, he pays tribute to a lot of the greats, man. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I love about this guy, man. He just reminds me of, of those old school announcers like Lampley, Merchant. Mm -hmm. um, and then he, he, he brings up Burt Sugar. I'm like, holy I don't shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, dude. I love it. I, I can't wait to have him back on, man. It's going to be uh, one of those uh, returning guests that... Uh, Will always be returning. And I enjoyed <laughs> seeing him on the, on the Triller event. Uh, he yeah. was with the Al Bernstein. Yeah, Al Bernstein yeah. was on there, and Al Bernstein seemed like he was he had a couple of drinks. They all looked like they were drinking. Uh, 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 and couple, couple. That's why I enjoyed it. I was like, everybody seems like they're they're just having a good time, bro. You know, they're they're having some drinks, having a little whatever. I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah, and then people tried to. Ask him about um, De La Hoya. Who's like, on an interview, they were asking him, hey, so what What do you think he was on? And he was like, you know what? I don't know what he was on. I don't care. Um, you know, I just liked his energy. 
I liked uh, that he, he knew what he was talking about. Um, and it was fun. It was fun. You know, he was just having fun. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. He's right. He was just having fun. I didn't have anything yep. against it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> we all thought it was hilarious. Well, not everybody. But, you know, it, it was, yeah, it was fun, man. Um, yeah. And so everybody, follow Ray on social media. Just Google him, Ray Flores. You'll find all his social medias. Um, so, yeah, it's, I love the guy, man. <laughs> He's always been uh, really, really good for uh, with Fight Book with me and uh, with Sitting Ringside. So um, I can't wait to have him back on uh, for another huge event. Um, well, time is running out, my friend, and we don't have any UFC, but we do have a lot of combat sports, bro. Um, so I'm going to do a quick rundown on the MMA events. We have the one championship battleground two that's uh, tomorrow. We have the PFL playoffs tomorrow. We have Bellator 264 tomorrow. Fightbook MMA is going to be covering the next event, Extreme Fight Night 373. Um, that's going to be uh, Saturday. And then there's uh, CFFC 99. There's Dead Serious, which is going to be streaming live on the Fightbook MMA. The next three events are going to be streaming live on Fightbook MMA. The Dead Serious MMA, the GC MMA, and Dynasty Combat Sports. So there's a lot of, lot of combat sports in MMA tomorrow and on Saturday. Um, as far as boxing-wise, uh, there's Legacy Boxing, which is, which is also going to be streaming live on Fight. Um, the fight that uh, Ray was talking about. <clears throat> oh, no, not this one. It's the next one. Um, this one's going to be in Tulsa. Um, it's a title fight, Joshua Franco versus Andrew Maloney. They're going to be fighting for Franco's WBA regular junior Bantamweight title. The next one is what uh, Ray was talking about. Uh, John Real Casimero versus Guillermo Rondo. Rigondu. I can't even say his last name. I'm horrible with names, bro. It's all right. Um, <laughs> I'm horrible remembering them. <laughs> Yeah, so that fight on Showtime on the 14th is going to be a good one. And this is what Ray was talking about. The, these two title fights are going to be the fight where it's going to give you a little taste of what to expect for next Saturday when uh, Pacquiao and Ugas fight. Um, so, and then uh, there's another heavyweight fight on the zone and uh, a bare knuckle event on the also on fight. So. Man, uh, don't don't forget our boy uh, Antonio Iruegas is going to yep. be fighting um, yep. on the thirteenth. Yes, yep, we're he's going to be proudly sponsoring him, and uh, yeah, man, love seeing this uh, this kid fight. Can't wait to see him fight again. Yeah, man, it's going to be good. Um, you know, we get to see our shorts, uh, or his shorts, our logo on his shorts. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see his fight. Like you said, um, it's going to be good, man. Jam-packed uh, uh, fights for this weekend for all you hardcore fight fans. So, um, And if you want to take a look at the list, just go to fightbookmma.com and you'll uh, just click the Sitting Ringside uh, episode 102. Scroll down and you'll have everything, all the information and where to uh, be able to see these events. Um, any last words, Rudy? Any last words? No, not really. No. <laughs> I like that, man. You're getting good at that shit. <laughs> All right.
Well, um, Rudy, like always, we do a hell of a job, just me and you. Um, I know our two uh, friends, uh, our co-hosts, weren't able to show up tonight, but that's okay. Um, we had an awesome guest with Ray. Um, thanks to everybody that's watching and listening. You can always find our shows on all the podcast platforms, on YouTube, Facebook, at the website. Um, thank you so much for your support. For all your combat sports news, go to fightbookmma.com. Enjoy the fights this weekend. We will see you next Thursday night for episode 104. Three? 103, man. 103? God. I'm going to lose count after 105. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, have a good night, Rudy. Have a good night, brother. Peace.